For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, we always ask the important questions first. It's National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day. What is the best fast food fried chicken sandwich? I don't know. I don't want to make anybody mad. but uh, Make someone mad. I, uh, I enjoy a good Chick-fil-A sandwich. It's hard to beat, man. It's so like sitting in traffic. <laughs> oh, that's easy, man. Yeah. Those guys, hey, if the Chick-fil-A drive through people around the world, we wouldn't have a problem. This is true. This is true. It's always a long line, but it never takes as long as it uh, as it uh, appears it's going to take. I, I agree. Chick-fil-A's good. I think Popeye's might be just a smidge better for me. Okay. I like to hit them in the off hours. I like to hit yeah. them in the off hours, you know, yeah. when there's not the big line. Pickles or no pickles, Chuck? I go pickles. Go pickles. I go pickles yeah. as well. Chick-fil-A, if I go Chick-fil-A, give me that Chick-fil-A sauce with some pickles instead of the, the mayonnaise. And then if I go Popeye's, that Mardi Gras mustard they have or whatever, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's really good. See, I'm a black and ranch guy, but if I'm going to do Chick-fil-A, it's, it's pickles and uh, probably some ranch dipping sauce this morning. But I found that against National Chicken Sandwich Day. There's plenty of good ones. You got Slim, Zaxby's, Chick-fil-A. Just get a smorgasbord and get them all if you want to partake in that beautiful holiday this morning. <laughs> I would you call uh, them holidays. I don't know that they're actually. Oh, holidays. it's a it's a holiday. It's a national <laughs> holiday, as dictated by the United States government, or at least yeah. it should be. Um, all right. So this weekend, I was looking at some Auburn stats, and I, I heard Pittman say that they had four transfers on the offensive line, which I found interesting. Four of them are starters. I mean, um, this unit that Auburn has, Hugh Freeze. They've given up 22 sacks this year, which is 94th in the country. 17 of those have come in conference play, which is 104th, and 47 tackles for loss. Now, Arkansas ranks inside the top 40 defensively in those categories. I would think, based on the metrics, based on how your defense is played, that's that's an area that you can really get after them this weekend based on what we know about this Auburn team. Well, I think they'd like to put pressure on the quarterback. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, first order of business is keeping them from running the ball. And they've got some pretty good backs. Um, so, you know, when you look at you know, what they've been able to do there, I mean, they're rushing for 191 a game. And that's a pretty good total, pretty fair total. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can't let them do that if you can keep them below that. And if you can um, keep them from getting explosive plays in the running game, 
I think there would be an opportunity to get after the quarterback a little bit. Yeah, Peyton Thorne has modern, modest numbers this year. He's got like 1,200 yards, 64% completion, 10 touchdowns, and six interceptions. But you mentioned something there. Don't let him escape. He does have over 300 rushing yards. He's averaging four yards a carry and two touchdowns. And he's kind of taking over predominant duties, not really switching off between him and Ashford anymore. How does that change for like Deke Adams and Williams when you do have a mobile quarterback and you can't just fully go after them. you got to keep those running lanes tied. Well, you face them every week now. You know, it's not a novelty anymore. Mm-hmm. Most guys that play quarterback can move around. You have to be able to move around because those defensive linemen are good. And, uh, you know, there's linebackers coming too and defensive backs. And you got to be able to move. So I, I don't think the plan for this guy would be appreciably different from what it would be against some others. I mean – like I say, you 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 generally play a guy who can move every week. Mm-hmm. They haven't scored a ton in the Southeastern Conference. Only one time have they scored above 30, and that was against Vanderbilt. I mean, they scored 10 on A&M, 20 on Georgia, 18 on LSU, 21 on Ole Miss. So they got like five games where they're averaging less than 20 points a game. This is just not an explosive offense that's walking in to the stadium on Saturday. Well, now let me say this. They scored 27 against Mississippi State, and that's 24 more than the Razorbacks did. That's true. So I don't think I'd be counting their offense out by any stretch of the imagination. And let's not act like the Razorbacks suddenly are, you know, I mean, they've still lost six of seven. So, yes, you want to be able to rush that quarterback when you're on defense. And, yes, Auburn's had some struggles at times offensively, but so's Arkansas. Um, I, th- I think this is a very evenly matched game. Yeah, and, and as fundamental as it may sound, I think just good fundamental tackling is important with a running back like Hunter Thorne that can run it a little bit. I mean, this, this is not a, a week where you want to try to just hit somebody and knock them to the ground. You you need to get this 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 back of theirs to the ground. And I think just gang tackling is going to be important in this one. There'll be a lot of guys there. There'll be a lot of guys there. I would imagine that um, – you know, Hunter's got good numbers, and Hunter's a good back. Mm-hmm. But Arkansas's defense right now is playing well. I think mm-hmm. uh, I'm not saying they're going to shut them down. I'm not saying that, but um, I think Auburn can, or Arkansas can stop Auburn's run or I at think, least slow it down. I think a lot of people said after last season that one of the reasons Hugh Freeze got the Auburn job is because what Liberty was able to do against Arkansas. Now. The Flames last year didn't necessarily torch you offensively. It was their defense and an injured K.J. Jefferson that really kept you from winning that football game. Yeah, K.J. being 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 injured was the biggest factor. Look, Hugh Freeze didn't get the didn't get the Auburn job because Liberty beat Arkansas. Hugh Freeze got it because he beat Alabama twice when he was at Ole Miss and he won ball games and um, he screwed up and it cost him cost him a really good job and uh, you know as a result he had to be exiled for a few years before he was allowed to come back um i think there have been teams in the sec auburn among them who've had their eye on hugh freeze for a while he's proven he can win in this league mm-hmm. i mean and very few guys have i mean there are not that many people walking the face of the earth who've proven they can win in the sec and he has and that's why he's there and just to put that in perspective he should have beat him three times. They lost the final. They were up big in that one game. But Smart's only beaten Saban once. Smart's one and four against Nick Saban. I mean, Gus Malzahn, I think, beat Nick Saban three times. Hugh Freeze, as you mentioned, beat him twice. That is not just customary. Les Miles beat him a couple times. It's not customary to be able to do. And they not only did they win twice, Chuck, they won back to back. 
2014 yeah. and 2015 over Bama at Ole Miss. No, you're right. I mean, I remember. Those were some great games, again, back in the day between those two. So he's he's talked about, again, his offense. I think Phil Montgomery is their offensive coordinator at this point, and he's, quote-unquote, giving away play, uh, um, sorry, play calling duties to him to a certain degree. You mentioned the 27 points against Mississippi State. They had 31 last week against Vanderbilt. Is that just based on competition, or are they starting to click offensively with Hunter, Thorne, and them taking over to a certain extent? Well, it might be a little bit of both, just just to be real honest about it. You know, Mississippi State, as we saw, um, their defense is no slouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of what's kept them in games this year. So I'm not going to discount scoring 27 points against Mississippi State because, again, it's a lot more than Arkansas did. Um, you know, Vanderbilt, uh, they've been okay at home. So, you know, I don't think that 31 points at Nashville makes you a juggernaut. But I think they're getting better. But, yeah, I mean, I do think that particularly maybe against Vanderbilt, although their defense is better than their offense too, um, you know, both those teams have decent defenses. They have trouble scoring, and that's why they've not won as many games. So that's their offense. As far as Arkansas's offense is concerned, Tommy and I were talking about it for the last segment. This is a, a, another big opportunity for Kenny Guyton. You got your first win last week as the play caller. You haven't put together a full offensive game at home this season. Really played bad for a good chunk of the season at home. I mean, what is what? What do you think his mentality is heading into this football game? With a, again a massive chance for him to increase his opportunity to come to the potential OC after this season. Well, I think if he's thinking solely about becoming the offensive coordinator after this season, they're in trouble. And I'll just be blunt about that. And I don't think he is. They're trying to win this football game. Mm-hmm. And it is a team game. And if they win this ball game and the offense sputters, that's okay. If they win this ball game and the defense gives up 40 points, that's okay. All that matters right now is winning this game. So, yes, the byproduct of winning is perhaps the opportunity to get the job. I mean, Coach Pittman's already said, yeah, I mean, i got to consider him. How can you not? He's on his staff. Doesn't mean he'll get the job, but 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 you got to consider right now him to be the front runner. Um, but as far as we know, you know, I don't know anybody else who's even been contacted about it. So most of them are probably still working. So you know, it's it's a uh, um, it's a situation where Arkansas just needs to beat Auburn. But if they do, it stands to reason that the offense will have had a decent day, and that bolsters his case. And looking ahead, I, I was I was kind of looking at the other SEC schedules, like I said, with South Carolina. Again, they close with Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Clips at all at home. They're in Arkansas territory, three and six, one and five. Florida's got those three ranked teams down the stretch at five and four. Vanderbilt's not going to make a bowl game. They're mathematically eliminated. And then Mississippi State has A&M, Southern Miss, and Ole Miss down the stretch. I was curious how Sam Pittman would approach the idea of potentially still making a bowl game. He got asked about that yesterday. Here's what he said in regards to that. I haven't talked about that, to be perfectly honest with you, because I know they know. And I don't want if some if a hiccup came up on us, I don't want them to feel like the only goal that we have left is the bowl. You know what I mean? So I think we're talking about winning just on Saturday, just win the Saturday, win the Saturday. If we get to, you know, if we can be lucky enough to get to Missouri with a chance to win that game to go to the bowl, we'll we'll certainly talk about it then. But motivation right now is to play our best football. Don't worry about the opponent and see if we can't go out and play our best football.
And that's where Auburn's at. They're at five wins. So, I mean, that's probably the conversation in the other locker room. Arkansas is mm-hmm. trying to get to that point. Well, you know, what, what Pittman said is not uncommon. I mean, for example, Hugh Freeze has talked about bowl eligibility this week, mm-hmm. but it's the first time he's talked about it. I mean, you don't talk about it until you're there. And, again, I mean, when you're 2-6, and six, you got four games to go. I mean, uh, nothing needs to be said. Everyone knows. Everybody, everybody understands the situation, and you can't get ahead of yourself. And that's more, I guess, a fan conversation. Yeah, we've gotten that's it, a fan conversation. We, we've gotten it plenty of times on this oh, program sure. on uh, from texters on the McCarty Daniel Hotline callers at this point in time. Chuck, I did say this yesterday, and uh, this isn't just me saying it to say it. I think if they lose on Saturday, they'll still win next week against Florida National and lose against Missouri. But I do think if they win on Saturday, that they'll beat FIU and beat Missouri. I think that would be that big of a win. I mean, he's echoed it 10,000 times. We just got to play well in front of our fans. And it's odd to say, but this team has played better on the road this year, even in losses, than they have at home in these games to this point. Well, I mean, again, you want to win this game. I mean, when you're three and six, um, you got to win no matter where you play. And I do know they'd like to play well here. Now, you know, playing well here against Auburn, does that help them against FIU and Missouri? Well, maybe. But I think if they are able to do this, and look, they're they're 25 percent of the way through this, so let's not get carried away. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I think they'll look back on what happened in Gainesville. Well, speaking of pl- um, and really the week preceding that, Chuck. Speaking of playing well, I know you address this every year. You guys got to perform well. This is Deer Stand weekend, man. This is the biggest, uh, this biggest radio weekend of the year for you guys. That's a little different with a three o'clocker. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, um, well, now you know it's uh, everybody's got their phones and they can do anything they want. They can listen. They can watch. They can do anything from anywhere. So. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people, I'm sure, in the Deerwood. I don't, I don't know if you. And again, you mentioned the timing aspect, so maybe it's not as much as that still. But I, Chuck, I would get text um, last year and in prior years, and I guarantee you, you got them, and Tommy, you probably got them as well. That I'd have someone in the Deerwoods, and the other kid would, the other guy would either have their radio or have their phone listening to the oh, station. Yeah. They send those all the time. Oh any, yeah. Anytime this starts this weekend. Oh yeah, they'll be out there. They'll be paying attention. They'll have uh, their ears or well, one eye on the ball game and the other one, you know, on hopefully a on a deer. On a buck. Well, <laughs> let's face it. A lot of these guys, they go to deer camp to get away from their wives for a weekend or true. take a week off where everybody saves their vacation up. And, you know, I know guys, they, I'm going to go to deer camp. I might even take my gun. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things going to deer camp that uh, are about escaping the everyday realities. Well, I suspect if the truth were known, the wives are just as happy the husbands uh, are even <laughs> as the husbands are. You are right about that. That is true. My you brother, right uh, he's going this weekend, so he's got season tickets, but he's electing to, to go to the Deerwoods. My grandma has a place outside of, uh, or in Hattieville, Arkansas, and he looks forward to this every year. But guarantee you, again, his, his radio or phone, whatever, is going to be listen to the game at this point i haven't been guys i've been deer hunting tommy you always talk about this it's just an odd time for us i've been deer hunting 15 years it's been that long and it might be well they're all safe they're all safe and they've been (laughs) safe for 15 years i uh i i know this probably surprises you chuck but i wasn't exactly a marksman when i did shoot a gun 
It was just more for fun and the camaraderie. You guys didn't hunt deer in West Little Rock? No. See. <laughs> Did you not? Uh, no. We, I, I do have small that town, was, small that was town roots. That was forbidden at Chanel Country Club. Uh, I show. do have some small town roots. <laughs> My mom is, went to high school at Wonderview, so there is some small town Arkansas in me. But Who I, else went to Wonderview High? Matt Zimmerman, Chuck. That's exactly right. Uh, she was, he was a couple years younger than my mom, but yeah, the uh, I've been I got a chance to go duck hunting last year. That was an experience, but I didn't want to get back in the woods at some point. I uh, I've got I've got some I got a uh, my get buddy back Ch- into the woods like yeah, he, like, get yeah. Back. like get he's back. Davy Crockett. Get or back at some point. I got my buddy gave me his uh, his old camo jacket. You think I could pull off a camo jacket? Well, you could probably do that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe but now, you know, I mean, if you're going to go duck hunting, it takes more than just a jacket. I yeah. mean, you got to be head to toe and, you know, got to get the war paint on and all yeah. that he stuff. He gave me his it's waders, too, play. Chuck. I do what? He gave me his waders, too. Okay. So I got the, the full. I might wear that to an Arkansas game if it's cold enough. Maybe next week against... FIU. I don't. That'll be a nice look. Yeah, I hey, think so. The more too. you dress in a manner that Chuck and I can't see, you, we're for it. So, for it. Okay. So, camo up, baby. Tommy, you you brought up the weather at the very beginning this morning. Fifty one in Fayetteville, fifty eight in Fort Smith. Kickoff on Saturday at three o'clock is going to be a nice sixty two. So we got great weather ahead oh, for yeah. us on Saturday against Auburn. I think it's going to be awesome. You know, it looks like it's, in fact, you can feel in Fayetteville this morning. I don't know how it is where you guys are, but I can tell you it's uh, it cooled down a little bit overnight. Hey, I, and I drove 49 between Fayetteville and Fort Smith and back uh, yesterday. I'm going to tell you, the drive right now, you know, I know we don't spend a lot of time talking about the foliage, but I'm going to tell you, it's as, it's as good oh, as I've ever seen awesome. yesterday. I mean, just a golden brown. I mean, it's just uh, – it's really a time to stay off the phone and just kind of enjoy that drive because it's as good as it's ever been this week. Hey, guys, real quick, if I have to jump off, we got a bee in the studio, so uh, y'all have, wow. y'all might have to take it. I really don't want to get stunned this morning, so if I okay. go off for a sec, just take the show for – take the reins for a sec. Are you going to scream? Are you going to scream, Ty? I haven't been stung since, like, I went to my neighborhood hey. pool when I was in middle school. I really don't want to have to get stung again. Christian's trying to kill it right now. Please kill it. bad. <laughs> no, get it good and bad. Yeah. I got stung Sunday. Oh. I was on the golf course, and it, it, something flew in my shirt and, and got me. And it's, it's one of them deals. You're out of the group. You're not going to start whining and complaining, but that gum, it hurt. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it did. Oh, sure it hurt. Did. And I didn't say a word, but, man, it hurt. <laughs> Real, what's the phrase? behind you, Ty. Real, Drive behind you. Say that. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> Real men don't cry. Is that the phrase? Yeah. Oh, I might yeah, cry in a sec. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, we had a pretty spirited conversation yesterday about the Cupcake Week, which is next week. Now, we got a great matchup between the Tennessee Volunteers and the Georgia Bulldogs in Knoxville. See what happens in Athens this weekend when they take on Ole Miss. But what are your thoughts on having so many bad games next weekend right before rivalry? Because that's well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. And um, you know, as a fan, you'd like to see better games at the end. I know why they do it. Uh, in the SEC, it's because they can and because they've been through such a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's the, uh, there's a little bit of a lack of fairness in it. I mean, I don't have any sympathy uh, sympathy for South Carolina, but, I mean, they have to play Clemson. Big difference between Clemson and New Mexico State, no for question. example. Yeah. Florida's got to play Florida State. You know, that's a requirement. they got to do it right there at the end, and Florida State's really good. And so – 
those teams have to play games. And look, Georgia's got to play Georgia Tech, and I know Georgia's a lot better right now, but there have been some years where they were matched a little bit more evenly than they are now. So I'm not discounting that either. I suspect this will go by the wayside. I think it'll go by the wayside. Has to. um, When the schedule expands and – um it's uh look there are weeks in the sec let's not act like every week in the sec each fall is like loaded with great games oh, you're got right. a weekend or two where there's some dud games mm-hmm. yeah um but there are a lot of dud games seven on that there, there's yeah. seven there's a lot of weekend. dud games and, yeah. and and my point is the weather's starting to cool down i mean it could easily be you know nasty to where you can't get out in november that's one reason november's always been a traditional tv sweeps month where they Usually put their best foot forward, put the best ratings on. November's always been one of those months. And um, I know technology and some of that stuff has changed, but it's still a big month for TV and how they measure their audiences. You know, and now here I am, the consumer. Maybe I can't play golf, go hunting, whatever I want to do because the weather's no good. I'm stuck indoors, and you're serving me crappy football. I well, as, as long as there's a handful of good games out there, you know, for your nationally televised games, you can probably get away with it. Mm-hmm. But if those games aren't good, there's just not there's not an abundance of potential out there. You know, there 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 may be an upset. You know, and 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 that may be the lead story at the end of the day. Who knows? But there there's just not the depth of games that day. That's for sure. And to your point about even duds during the course of SEC play not just next weekend but that's the does that change when oklahoma and texas join the league i mean is there a single week that we're going to be able to look at starting next year and say you know what this is just not a good week once sec play starts well i think some will be better than others there will be some big time weekends Mm -hmm. and there will be some weekends where you know records being what they are you know you may get to the sixth seventh week of the season fifth week who knows and teams' records may not be what you thought they were going to be at the start of the year, and suddenly a game that you know you had circled um, might not be the game you end up watching. But I think there will be some weekends, yes, where the SEC schedule is loaded. But now there will be some weekends where the Big Ten schedule is loaded That's a great too, point. and there will be weekends where the other, you know, the Big Twelve, I guess, has a uh, has a has a loaded weekend. So. I do think we will see more weekends where we say, man, there's a lot of big games than we'll see weekends where we say there's not a good game out there. Lincoln Riley finally let go of Alex Greenwich, so we'll see if he's able to hire a defensive coordinator to put them in because, as you said, you've got to play defense in the Big Ten. Let me say this, too, and I know it's not what your beef Monday. I do this all the time, every year, but I see the top ten just loaded with these Pac-12 teams. And when people start talking about Heisman trophies, it's always these Pac-12 quarterbacks. Guys, when you play against air every Saturday, you're going to put good numbers up. You can make it look like Nintendo when the guys over there can't tackle, when they can't cover, when they can't rush the passer. Some of these numbers are farcical. And some of these teams aren't nearly as good as their record would make you believe they are. So you're not voting for Michael Penix? Is that what I'm hearing? I like Michael Penix, but he wouldn't be doing this in the Big Ten or the SEC or, for that matter, the ACC. Yeah. Farcical. I like that word. Hey, uh, do you have a loan? Yeah, it is a good one. I'm going to use it. 
You have a loan with a very, you'll use it wrong, though. That's one thing I do know. Thanksgiving dinner will be memorable this year at the historic Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in Hot Springs. Thursday, November 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Venetian Dining Room, you'll have a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required. Must have credit card to hold reservations. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Tom, we will talk some Arkansas football, but to continue on that conversation, some big games in the SEC this weekend, like Georgia hosting Ole Miss. If you had to pick one between Alabama and Georgia to represent the SEC for the college football playoff, who are you taking at this point right now? Hey, guys. I'm taking Georgia because Alabama's got some some flaws that you've seen. Uh, O-line protection, Arkansas sacked them a bunch. Some other teams have. Um, and Georgia seems to me, and, and, and they'll get Bowers back here pretty soon, I think, uh, to have fewer flaws. And even though a lot of teams have played them close, yeah, I would definitely take Georgia. It should be a fantastic SEC championship game. I'm really excited about it. Jalen Milrow is going to have to play really well this weekend, as will Peyton Thorne. They've had some quality offensive games the last two weeks. I know Arkansas only mustered three points against Mississippi State. They were able to get 27 and hang 31 on Vanderbilt. Tom, is that a byproduct of the competition, or has Auburn's offense started to click these last few weeks? And yeah, I actually think it's both. I think they're getting confidence and they're starting to click. Guys, they ran for, I think it was 219 on Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where we were, but it was during that blur of road games in a row when Auburn played Georgia. But, you know, they hung with them throughout the game, and I think it ended up being a touchdown difference. The game was at Auburn, but they came to play that day, and Auburn's going to be a tough um, downhill running team for, for Arkansas to stop. So... um you know, Jarquez Hunter, he's he's a big-time back, and it looks like to me they've settled on Thorne. I mean, they've, they've talked about he understands the full dynamic of the offense, and it's his range right now. We might see a package with Robbie Ashford, but Thorne is a good runner. And so this is going to be a really tough test. And, you know, Arkansas is feeling its oats after that big road win, but they're going to have to knuckle down to, to beat Auburn. 
Tom Murphy with us here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Tom, let's focus on the offensive line a minute. We've got some moving uh, going around with Kutas uh, injured and move over at right tackle. Uh, h- how concerned should should fans be when you've had an offensive line that hasn't produced well all year and now you got changes heading into a big home conference game? Well, you know, they've gone through a lot of, you know, issues on the O-line and they feel like they've come up with a scheme that allows them to, to block better. And you heard... Sam Pittman describing it last night with Chuck about how instead of like just man-to-man stuff, they're doing stuff where you pass guys on, and that allows them to just keep pushing forward and and what have you. So um, um, I think Tykeese Crawford had a good rest of the game last week, and they feel okay about that. And now that Devin Manuel appears to be healthier, at least now they have some options at at the tackle spots. And um, I I don't know I, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't chalk that up as as a one of the huge concerns going into this game. And how does the uh, the, the injuries at tight end and Washington now being out and down to your third string tight end, how does that affect maybe the personnel grouping and the schemes and, and how involved the tight end will be in the offensive game plan this week? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, again, talking last night, Sam Pittman's like, well, they'll, they'll, some tight end will step up. And apparently Gums blocked a lot better. And so if he's out there blocking better, then there'll be some things where he can turn around and catch a pass. And, you know, it's funny that, or it's interesting that after Ty Washington went out, they clearly had a nice package for him because he caught two passes on the first three snaps of the game that went for good yardage, I think 37 yards. Um, that, that those type plays weren't the rest of the way. So um, I know Gums can catch passes. He's done it at North Texas and, um, you know, Bax and Sherman can catch passes too. Uh, it's just that maybe they focus more on um, on the blocking part of things when those guys are in there. Uh, but clearly, they've lost two dynamic guys um, in Has and Washington now, and um, it does affect your depth, no doubt about that. Tom Murphy with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. He's with Whole Hog Sports and the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom, another pass catcher you might miss for Saturday is, is Andrew Armstrong. I don't know Coach has said some positive things about him this week, but you and I were both in Gainesville. We both saw him lifeless on the turf. I just I don't know how he comes back for that this week. If they don't have him, who opens up the defense? Who opens up the top of the defense for Arkansas at wide receiver? Well, um, that's a great question. And by the way, nice spiral from Tesla on that pass. And Armstrong almost came down. He did come down with it. It was kind of on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He just didn't secure the catch. Uh, but, I mean, to hear Sam Pittman talk, Andrew Armstrong is going to be ready to play. But um, I, I think I think Satania would be um, a guy, even though he's not as tall as Armstrong, um, he'd be a guy who, if you're going to you know, try to stretch the defense, you could go to and – um, there's some other guys. I mean, look, I think we could admit that Sam Mbake would have been uh, a, a really good guy to have on this roster that, without the broken leg uh, because their wide receiver depth was tested. And I think of all the comments and remarks I made on this air in camp and heading into the season that I thought the um, receivers were going to be A-OK, I, I think that might be the one that uh, might have – you know, been exaggerating a bit because um, they just haven't, you know, the experience, the ability to get open and all that hasn't been as, as prevalent as, as we thought. But um, Wilson, you know, Tesla, there's some guys and 
I think they're going to get back to their bread and butter stuff with those receivers. You speak of depth. Depth has been tested at the running back position with Rock and being out a good chunk of the games. Finally saw him back. He goes for 100 plus. If you're Jimmy Smith and you're uh, Kenny Guyton, how do you factor Rashad DeBinion back into the rotation with him coming back from his grandmother's funeral this past week? Yeah, probably the same way you did with, with you know, A.J. Green last week. And I know Green didn't go back in after the fumble, but that kid's been solid. And, and of course, he was wide open on the touchdown catch to open the game. But um, I've, clearly, Sanders at peak performance is, you know, your best option. Um, however, they don't want to overextend him. Um, so 15 to 20 touches maybe, max. And then we know that Dubinion and Green – when given some space, can get some yardage for you. So I do think we're going to see the, the whole trio again this week, uh, but maybe not as many opportunities for Dominion. Tom Murphy with us, McClarty Daniel Hotline. Tom, the, the, the Auburn angle and the, the defensive staff that uh, certainly has connections there, uh, Coach said that they're not overplaying that. Do you, do you think that's a motivating factor for those guys? Do you think that translates to the players, uh, or is that just more of a media and fan narrative? Well, um, probably a little bit more media and fan. However, um, I asked Tim Pittman about it yesterday on our Zoom about, you know, how last weekend it was the Kenny Guyton show in that locker room. And, and you know, by all means, that was a warranted. Uh, but I do believe that if Arkansas is able to pull off a win, uh, I think Travis Williams will, will hear about it from the players um, because – They've done such a good job all season on that side of the ball. Uh, it's 80-something uh, positions in total defense. It's uh, a touchdown better in scoring allowed. Um, really good numbers. And, you know, they, their sack number is almost on par with the pace of last year when they were a, a record-setting sack team for, for the school record. Um, but their pass defense has been so much better this year. And... Um, uh, they're going to have to come up with a way to keep Jarquez Hunter bottled up and keep Thorne from ripping them with the keepers. And if they do that, then Travis Williams, by all rights, should be celebrated. Marcus Woodson, too. Hey, the, the limited times we've talked to those guys, I've, I've gotten very favorable impressions about their communication skills, and so you know why they're good recruiters and stuff like that. And um, it's, it's been a really good season for that side of the ball. Tom, great insight. We'll catch up with you early next week and uh, recap the Arkansas-Auburn game from Saturday. Outstanding. Talk to you all then. All right, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette with us here on the morning rush. Uh, I think it's interesting uh, to to see if the defense goes to another level. Chuck, they've been very consistent all year long. I I don't know that they need uh, their coach's former school to to take them to a a magic level. I think they've been, been pretty solid and pretty well motivated all year. They are, t- pardon me, they are talking about it, though. Um, you know, Braxton said last night, we want to win it for Coach T. Will, as they call yes, it. Sir. And I would imagine for Travis Williams, this is, uh, I mean, he's going back home. This is where he played. This is where he learned, uh, you know, re- refined his knowledge of the game. So I'm sure it's a big, big deal for him. Going back to a couple of things he said about the offense, um, the tight end spot. You know, very obviously, as Tom said, I mean, they had some things designed for Washington. I don't know if that would have continued on, you know, had he not been injured. That might have had something to do with the lull that came. I don't know. Um, the thing that I wonder, so I'll go to four wides a little bit more, maybe even yeah. Joe Empty. 
on uh, Saturday. I, th- mm. I think I think that's probably the route that they're going to go, and we'll just have to see. Yeah, and that's a great point because Coach touched on that yesterday, Chuck. Our game plan this week as well. We do believe in the other tight ends. I think Gums and Bax and Sherman have all had a good week. And I think uh, Gums has played his most physical ball Saturday and certainly this week. But you want to put your best talent on the field as much as you possibly can. Now, there's obviously some runs you can't run without a tight end on the field. But doesn't mean you can't have a running game. Then you're talking about it going into a little bit more man schemes. And I don't know that we're real comfortable with that right now. So. Between Washington and uh, Has, there's a combined 400-plus receiving yards and five touchdowns. Bax doesn't have a catch. Sherman doesn't have a catch. Talley and Lasseter haven't played. And guys, Gums only has two catches at this Well, point what he season. said right at the end is the most key thing there, though, Ty. Uh, you know, you're right. None of these guys have caught many passes. But what he said right there at the end was key. He said, when you do that, it requires the man scheme blocking, basically one-on-one. They've not done that very well this year. That's part of the reason, and and he went into a protracted explanation last night, and so did Brady Latham about how all this works for an offensive lineman. But um, the the long and short of it is they've tried to have fewer situations where they have that man scheme blocking because they've not been able to do it that well. And when you spread it out, that becomes the requirement up front. So there's a balance to strike there. I do think that if they are able to spread it a little bit and go quickly, they'd love to be able to do that. But I don't know right now when you look at this team and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to put five guys on you know, six and see if maybe we can't run the ball. I, I, just, I, just, I just don't know if they're quite to that point yet. But um, we'll see. I mean, that's the, uh, that's the balance. You've got to find a way to strike on Saturday. It is national signing, early national signing period for a good chunk of sports. We're going to talk more about that in your hog update. You got several sports, including your men's basketball team that mm-hmm. signed some players yesterday. Men's basketball, volleyball, gymnastic, all these different ones. And we'll tell you about some of those things that happened yesterday coming up. Yeah, Chuck, we need to get into the uh, Arkansas Gardner-Webb game. That's going to be Friday night. Uh, that kind of gets lost in the mix here with a football game, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if the Hawks can keep up the pace they had against Alcorn State and if Coach Titans that rotation any. Hey, I'm going to tell you, the best thing that happened for the Razorbacks and the worst thing that could happen for Gardner-Webb was Presbyterian beating Vanderbilt last night. Uh, Same league, both of them out of the Big South. You know, you think Moss isn't going to preach on that all day today? I promise you. He's already got his speech planned. And uh, um, things like that get your attention. I mean, Izzo, the other night at Michigan State, his nephew's an assistant at James Madison. He gives them a game so they can have a little money. And uh, they come to town and beat them. Thanksgiving's going to be interesting that, in that And household. let me tell you something. Abilene Christian going to Oak State, knocking off the Cowboys. Abilene Christian comes to Fayetteville on December 21st. That is the trap game of trap games. It's the last game before Christmas. Everybody's got their car packed. As soon as coach cuts them loose in the locker room, they're hitting the road. They'll drive all night to get home, or I guess some of them now can afford plane tickets. Used to, they would drive all night. Now they can fly. But the bottom line is they're ready to go. And so uh, Abilene Christian's evidently pretty good. It's a basketball Friday night, busy week for Chuck. As uh, three games, two coaches shows the uh, the grind is on, my man. It's uh, it's November. We're in uh, crossover season right now. Yeah, this is the month. This is fun yeah. though. Yeah, it is. 
It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So my father, Baylor Brad, texted me yesterday reminding me it was early national signing period for a lot of sports across the country, including men and women's basketball, where Arkansas basketball signed two four-star players. Jalen Shelley from Frisco plays at Link Prep now, and then Isaiah Elohim, um, from Sierra, California. Those are the two four-star recruits. No out, no in-state kids, just two out-of-state guys for this upcoming recruited class. And then Muscle, of course, supplement that with transfers to this point. Y'all listen to who Mike Neighbors signed. Uh, Phoenix Stodgen on the... She was playing for in Greece during the 2023 European Tour, um, and she signed her national letter of intent on Wednesday. So pretty crazy again. There's shifting of times and when these are signed. A lot of this used to go down in February, but a good chunk of it is now early on for college basketball in November and then for football it's in December. Well, but I saw where the Branham kid had his signing ceremony in football at Southside yesterday. So I I was a bit confused by that too because I thought that football was December, but so I'll give you the backstory on that. All right, tell, tell me that. The the twentieth through the twenty second, Southside's out of school. And he wanted to do it with the friends, the family, and his classmates. So it's not official what he did yesterday, oh, but okay. there's the a ceremony. The ceremony, exactly. Oh, I got you. So that's yeah. the uh, that's the backstory on that to this point. So I because right. I, I didn't know I had to look. It I just up. saw it on Facebook and I was like, well, hang on, that that ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed um, Monday night. Moss was uh, talking on his radio show about you know the international flair that Mm -hmm. basketball has now and you know he said that this is going to be something that we begin to focus on and by we meant his program that international recruiting is uh one of the things that you know they're gonna i'm not gonna say they're gonna put a major major focus on but it is going to be more part of what their thinking is and there are so many players internationally right now in fact there's a projection um that in I think it's 10 years maybe, um, half the NBA is going to be made up of players who were born outside the United States. Um, you know, basketball is the international game. It, it, it is that and soccer. I mean, those are the international games. But basketball's popularity in other parts of the world has gone through the roof. And I thought that was interesting to hear him say that because, uh, you know, there are a lot of great European players in the NBA, and um, there's a lot of value there. When you think about the best player in the NBA, it's Nikola Jokic, who's not American. And that's, you haven't been able to say that since the NBA's inception. 
that the best player is not American. That's where we're at right now. And I was I was listening to that on, on Tuesday night, Chuck, your conversation with Bay Fall, who played soccer in, was it Senegal? I have that Senegal, right? Yeah, yeah, for a number of years. I mean, guys, 6'11", and uh, transitions to a basketball career. That was one of the most interesting conversations I've had with any of our players in any sport on any of these shows that we've done for the last 10, 15 years. I was fat talk to him for the rest of the night you know this is a guy that speaks five languages and i i don't want to sound really dumb when i say this but i know there are singalese dialects that and there are several of them that are spoken within that country and so he's apparently fluent fluent in uh, all of them and i just was really impressed by him he was um you know you think about a kid that age and and for those that don't know that that part, uh, Drakarza, you know, it's a metropolitan area. So um, you know, he went from there to Denver to here, and just a remarkable journey. And you know, you look at again a lot of the teams in college basketball. I remember when Akeem Olajuwon uh, signed with Houston. You know, he was he was still Akeem back. Then. This was before he became Hakeem. But um, you know, he was from Lagos, Nigeria, and it was just unheard of. It was just unheard of for a player to come from that part of the world and play basketball. And now it's, it's, it's common. You, you know, there, there are several of them in the SEC, and there will be more. Did you have a five slam a jam a jersey back in the day, Chuck? Him and Clyde? No, Jackson. I did not. I was I was not a fan. I was a fan of guys like Joe Klein, yeah. Scott Hastings, and Malvin Robertson, and Daryl Walker, and those guys. The happiest I think I've ever seen Joe Klein is when he fouled at the time, as you said, Akeem Olajuwon out. And he's jumping up and down because everyone knew at that point the game was over and Arkansas was going to walk out on top against Houston. Man, those were some good teams back in the Section day. Section C, row 32. It was a high <laughs> noon game on Sunday. I remember exactly where <laughs> Look I at was. Let's go. I remember <laughs> I exactly. Love that. Hey, yeah. I, I can't remember last week, but I can remember those days. Oh, man. That's That's awesome. back when you enrolled just to get student tickets. You know the drop. Uh, you know the dropping of classes began after the student tickets arrived. <laughs> oh, that sounds. And not like, until not one moment before. Tommy, that sounds like someone that took advantage of a system back. In sounds the day. like a guy that made a career in radio. Is what it sounds. <laughs> like. It's uh, exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's going to do it for your hog update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call eight 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 Sparky. So. When Houston came in, we know how monumental of a game that was. When when UNLV came in, of course, it's maybe the biggest basketball game in, in Fayetteville history that's been occupied on that campus. Chuck, I asked Jimmy Dykes this yesterday with Zach on their show. Is that Duke game going to live up to the hype? I mean, if, if Duke walks it, do they have to walk in here number one for to reach that level, you think? I don't think it's going to reach that level, just just to be honest with you. I, I think that UNLV game is uh, I'd never be matched because there were fewer seats, number one, and it was UNLV. I mean, there won't be the number of Learjets at Drake Field this time that there were that time. That was the toughest ticket in Razorback sports yeah. history. Yeah, but but Chucks will be out there this time. So uh, Chucks Learjet there are enough be... seats now. There yeah, <laughs> but there are enough seats now where you don't have to be quite as resourceful.
Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. I do want to get to that KJ topic coming up in just a bit, but Brian in Greenwood has been waiting for about 30 minutes now on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Brian, thanks for holding, man. Your thoughts this morning? Well, I had two topics I want to discuss. One was uh, officiating questions for Tommy and then uh, the NFL streaming after that. But as you said, I live in Greenwood, and I thought it was kind of cool to listen to Tommy on the radio every morning and then hear him call the Little Rock Christian Greenwood game the other night. Uh, but I had to, I was sitting by the archers and I was just wondering when he's on the field, uh, I wasn't the only one that noticed he was there, but they were like, Hey, Tommy, they're holding cash every play. <laughs> Do you hear that when you're on the field? I didn't hear anyone say anything like that. No, <laughs> I heard the guy <laughs> that said, so- I heard the guy that like, uh, every three plays when it got a little quiet, Tommy, you suck. I don't know who that was, but uh, he was kind of entertaining. I don't know who that was. Yeah. No, I probably, it was probably Adam, wasn't it? So. It, it might have been. It might have been. <laughs> but you, were, you made a call that I'd never heard of. Not in the NFL, not in college. Maybe I just didn't pay attention, but I actually had to Google it. But after the first half, when Greenwood had three false start plays, come out to start the second half, and I guess mm-hmm. the same thing might have happened again, and you called disconcerting signals, yes. which I had never heard called in a game before. What exactly were they doing that brought that penalty on? Simulating the snap count. So when the defense um, makes motions or or sounds to simulate the start of a play to draw off the offense, uh, that used to be a 15-yard penalty, now a five-yard penalty. So uh, uh, that is is something the defense can't do is try to trick the offense in that their quarterback is called for the snap. Now, after those three false starts in the first half, out of curiosity, is this something maybe the Greenwood staff asked y'all to look at to start the second half? Because it was immediately called on the first drive. No, that's something we, we talked about. So, Got it. Now, the other thing I want to talk about this morning, the 6 o'clock hour, um, you guys were talking about streaming NFL and you know Thursday night football, and you haven't really caught on or watched any of that yet yourself. But um, I read an article that was kind of interesting. NBC Universal came out and said the best way to get people to stream our services is to have live sports. So on December 23rd, they're going to have their take at it. They're going to show the Chargers and the Bills um, streaming exclusively on their Peacock. Now, that's just a regular game. If you miss it, you miss it. But what gets really interesting is on January 13th, the wild card playoff game is exclusively on Peacock. So that's that's different. A lot of people want to watch playoff games, and you're going to put that exclusively on Peacock. So let's say the Dallas Cowboys are the one that gets that wild card game, and then Chuck's a big fan. Are you going to sign up for Peacock to watch it, or are you going to say, well, it should have been on network TV, I'm going to dismiss it? 
Well, I've seen, and Brian, we appreciate the call. I've seen some sports bar owners and other people that have businesses that would usually showcase these games for their home fans. They won't pay for it. And that's, I mean, it's just, it's another cost. It's another something else that you have to try to figure out. That's uh, There'll be a lot of seven-day trials for that one, boys. So Well, there will be within the markets of the teams that are playing. And you're yeah. right. They would never put the Cowboys in that Not game. They're going to put the least marketable playoff game in that slot Mm -hmm. guys this is being forced down our throat this is not what the american public wants i don't care what anybody says if someone says to me i'd rather watch the game on my ipad than on my television screen or i'd rather watch a game where you know you have interruptions as opposed to watching it on on something where you don't they're just not telling you the truth well if anything good came out of covid there wasn't much good that came out of covid it's you know, back if you study your history, Ty, you know that there was the electrification of America, where they spread electric across the country uh, back in the 30s and 40s. That's what we did with the Internet coming out of COVID. We put a ton of government money into getting high-speed Internet into every nook and cranny of our country. Now most of the – in the rural areas, the electric companies offer fiber Internet. And this was never even possible, never even a business plan until you got good Internet in the vast majority of, of American homes. And now it's on towers and, like you said, phones. and but, but, you know, TVs in our house, you have a Roku or some kind of device or it's built into the TV, and but you didn't have Internet good enough to make that work. Now even if you live in the sticks, you got good enough Internet to, to watch a game this way. I'm the youngest. But the numbers, will, the numbers will be the least of all the playoff no games question. that are televised, yep. and by a wide margin. I'm the youngest on this program, and I think it sucks. It's awful. Well, I mean, you think about SEC Network Plus, you think about Peacock, you name it. It's not good. And like you said, Chuck, it is being forced down our throats against our will. We're being waterboarded with this crap. <laughs> I mean, like, what, 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 Roger Goodell, I know they're trying to find different pockets of revenue and stuff, but God. Well, that's what it's about. Even, like, even the game, I don't even like the games overseas. I'm trying to change our habits. I don't even like the games overseas. I don't like it in Frankfurt. I don't like it in London. They're trying to play it at other places. I want all these suckers in America. Keep it here. My God. My hey, gosh. I, uh, um, look, I watch games on my iPad from time to time, and I enjoy doing it. I'm glad I can watch a game on my phone. But if you're going to give me the choice of watching the game on my iPad or my phone or sit down with a reliable um, television signal that I know is not going to screw up, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. And let's just say, for example, one of us has a wedding this weekend in New Orleans and the wedding starts at, let's say, 3 o'clock, the coincidental the same time as the game. In that, again, alleged circumstance, the streaming is awesome. You love that because it's an option, but it's not the only option. You have many other people that are going to listen to ESPN Arkansas or hit that line.com or watch it on their own television. I mean, this Peacock crap, it's not even in most cable or any subscription service. You're going to have to do the, the separate service like you're talking you're gonna, about. Your generation is going to have to take a stand, Ty, because here's what's happening. you got all these moms and brides and such out there saying, well, they can watch the game on their phone. <laughs> and so you need to let them know that, that that's still not optimum, that it's still not okay to schedule oh, weddings inside football. No season. question. I, I pray. I pray something happens early in this game. We have an interception return. Uh, you know, as they're walking, as the father is walking the bride down the aisle, something happens. KJ goes for 75 on the first play, and Ty can't contain himself in the sanctuary. 
that you know cuz Chuck I don't know if you've seen the video of the fool the, the fool he made of himself there, there in the in the bleachers when Arkansas won at uh, at Ben Hill Griffin I hope there's a moment where he is you know got his tennis shoes on he's jumping the pews in the church speaking in tongues i hope that's uh i hope that's exactly what happens in the middle of the uh of holy matrimony well one of the great things about me tommy there's many that you could list but i have the ability to contain (laughs) myself and also Mm. act like a a psychopath i think think if kj goes 75 on the first play as they're walking the uh the bride down the aisle you containment of your emotions will not be well, possible. for example, in, in Gainesville last week, and when I'm sitting in the press box, which I hate sitting in the press box, but I act cordial, I act like I'm supposed to, I act like a quote-unquote, air quotes, unbiased media member. I don't do anything when AJ goes for that wheel route touchdown. I sit there, put out a tweet, touchdown Arkansas. Now, when they score that game winner like you're talking about, I went freaking nuts. I almost talk, tackled my military mm-hmm. buddy. Thank God he lifts. Otherwise, we would have con- like quadrupled over four bleachers but yeah, oh, you there's don't lift. There, no, no. Oh, I I walk on the treadmill uphill. That's the uh, the extent of my exercise. Play a little basketball. But yeah, there's. So a that's difference. why we didn't get a tweet when they won the game. No, we got that video. <laughs> that great video. I just didn't get a uh, a Chuck a Chuck and Quinn and uh, Z and everyone else reaction, which people really well, that's what they really wanted. But hopefully, you'll have something similar that happens in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium this weekend. I don't care if it's a game winner. I don't care if it's just a win. I just I mean to put on two straight. Would be uh would be great for this football team at, at, at this point in time, and w- one of the factors that you're going to have to go up against is the injuries. And coach addressed that yesterday. Here's what he said in regards to some guys' status heading into this football game. I feel good about Andrew and Tank. Probably still a major question mark on Kudis that ankle. Even though he's moving around a little bit, I don't know how much availability he would have on Saturday, but we'll still have to wait and see there. So that's, again, him talking about Andrew Armstrong, Patrick Kudis, your right tackle. I would guess Crawford's going to get the start there on Saturday, and then Tank Booker, one of your interior defensive linemen, which they've been way better at than they were at points last year. So that would be a loss, but it sounds like he's going to be okay. We'll see how Crawford does. But guys, if, if for some reason Armstrong can't go, I felt like this way talking to Tom, I feel like that's your biggest loss because he can take the top off the defense. And I just don't know. I know we've talked about Satania. I know we've seen a player two for Broden, but that's the guy that was consistent. And I just don't think you have anyone in that position. Well, that can he's going to play though. He's going to play. Your 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 scenario is not going to play out there. I mean, he's going to be out there. He's good. Sounds like it. I uh, mean, everything Pittman said. Yeah, but I mean, he was basically. I, he looked like he was knocked out in that game. In the Florida game. Well, I, I guess we'll find go. out. I guess we'll find out. Um, my gut tells me he's not going to play. Okay. And I hate saying that. I just think it's a bit of gamesmanship on Sam's part to this okay. point. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't think he's going to sue on I mean, guys, he was he didn't move in that game. He's just sitting on the turf. His hands were held up in the air. He was and and, you, and I just I don't think he's got a week to prepare for that. I mean, do, you, do you guys believe that? I don't know. I, I mean, Based on what he said, he thinks he's going to be good to go. I mean, we'll find out. What's today? Thursday. We'll find out in two days. I guess guys react to injuries different. Maybe it's just because I was. I, mean, I know you were there too, Chuck. Maybe I was just there firsthand. But maybe I'm making. Too oh, big- it was a serious looking injury. Don't get me wrong. And you're right. If he can't play, there would be others that would have to step up. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. But 
it sounds like, based on what they have said, they are planning on him playing. Now, the one thing that I will say is that, you know, one of the, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about the offensive line this year. The one thing that they have been able to avoid there, for the most part, are injuries. Mm-hmm. The play's not always been exactly what you hoped it would be, but they have been able to avoid injuries until now. Uh, uh, now, there have been guys here and there, but for the most part, you know, they've been set on this five. And now one of them's out, or at least sounds like he's going to be out. You kind of laid out earlier, Chuck, what Coach said this week, I think in the first hour. So they're going to start Crawford there. And if he, for whatever reason, doesn't have success, there would be potentially a rotation with Shambly at right tackle. You mentioned Latham's played a little bit there, but it sounded like they would push Shambly out to the right side and, and Manuels keep him at left if it didn't play out like they wanted to with Crawford at right tackle. Yeah, he kind of indicated that earlier in the week. And, I mean, you just have to see how the game goes. Obviously, if you have to start mixing and matching on the offensive line because people are getting beat consistently, then it's probably not going to be a good day. I mean, that's the situation they were in before. And you clearly can't go back to that and expect to win the game based on what we've seen. So, you know, you need Tykees Crawford to play well, just like he did last week. You need him to play well. And – Tommy, you brought this up yesterday, getting that bolster and boost, having Rashad DeBinion back, who we didn't see, who's given them some good minutes this season, not just this season, but last season as well as a true freshman, how much that could potentially add to what was a really got strong running game this past week? I think the question there is going to be um, how many carries can Rocket have? You know, if you listen to Pittman, he said, you know, our options were one and two, yeah. KJ and Rocket. And A.J. Green got a few touches. Obviously, he was, played a big role in that opening drive. But, you know, it was the Rocket Sanders show. And if this offense is going to roll, it's going to continue to have to be the Rocket Sanders role. And I'm going to tell you something. Arkansas did a very good job on third down. On third down with their protection with running backs and on second down as well. Rocket's the biggest guy they got back there. And I think he's probably... You know, when you talk about Dubinion, uh, that's something that's got to be factored in there. And I think they were like 8 of 20 on third down, 40%, which is probably much better than their season ha- average. I don't have it in front of me. But, yeah, the blocking aspect, it goes unnoticed. It's right about the same. They're, yeah. they're, 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 they're right about 40 for the year. Yeah, and, and he's not a change of pace back necessarily in comparison, but he's shiftier in the hole. He he's you know he's he's been the guy that's carried a lot of the weight with Rockets' injury this year. So um, yeah, I think it's a good one-two punch. We'll put it that way. Well, I'm not sure he's the two this week. I'm not sure he will be the two green. this week. Uh, maybe so, but um, if 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 Rocket can go, as was the case last Saturday, it's Rocket by a wide margin. Yeah, I think we've seen that, and again. 100-yard game from Rocket this year. He's only had one, which is a little surprising. We're talking about betting a little bit earlier. Imagine betting on the idea that he would only have one 100-yard game through nine games. No one would have taken that bet, but that's where we're right now. Sometimes the biggest play of the game is not the one where the running back scores. It's where the running back gets third down to extend the drive well, and get you a first down. That, you know, that, that, and that's where you count on these guys to get you five when you need four and a half. Well, and you also need the protection. You, 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 you need guys who understand what's going on when it's third right. and nine and, 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 and can read things pre-snap and react accordingly. And, you know, Rocket's their best bet back there, not, not just as a ball carrier, but just overall in, in, in that position. 
This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.